Dollar cost averaging is a concept you can use in life generally. It's investing the same amount consistently over a time period. Welcome to the One Up Project. Money is fuel that that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself and if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Kia ora everyone and welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. Today we are talking about compound interest, the compound effect what it is, I was reflecting on some of my earlier episodes and actually my first episode I ever recorded was about compound interest and I lied to you all. I completely fooled you with the title because it was, the title I think was quote, how to get rich quick, quick in capitals with compound interest. Uh, And for anyone who already knows a little bit about how compound interest works, you know that it is a slow, long-term process. That was my clickbait days, you know, I don't really clickbait anymore, I just say it how it is, but that was definitely a clickbait comment that I made, and it was basically to get everyone to listen, because we don't want to hear about the long way to make money, right, we want to hear about the get rich quick schemes that actually work but the thing is sometimes it's not about getting rich quick it's about getting rich for certain and that has been said by so many previous guests on this podcast and the concept of compounding is a really important one to understand so that you can fully grasp why things like investing saving in high interest bank accounts and focusing on what interest can do for you and how it can work against you as well, how that's important uh, to the growth of your money over time, how that can help you, how that can optimize an already existing and functioning and uh, effective financial system. And just to add another tool to your back pocket essentially of financial tools and financial literacy and just getting around the jargon a little bit because often people will talk about compounding, compound interest Uh, how incredible it is, but the definition lacks simplicity, it lacks depth, relatability, as do so many topics in this world. And I just want to do a probably quite concise, quite quick episode today on what it is so that you can take a little bit of a breadcrumb with you into the next time you invest or the next time you are picking a bank account. Now, I refuse to listen back to that original episode. I have no idea what we spoke about. But it was with Luke, who now hosts a podcast called Keep the Change. Uh, This was before he even had that podcast. And I know that he probably would have explained compound interest and what it is and how it works in a certain way. So if you do end up going back and listening to that episode, I'll link it below. Let me know the contrast of what we talk about and if I have made any improvements because I am cringing so much I just refuse to listen back to it Um, but would love to hear your thoughts because that was literally number one of this podcast the start of something crazy incredible for me and I'm sure was done with a lot less skill and finesse than what I do it with now. I remember often 
looking at statistics around financial literacy for context for different posts or content I create for the One Up project. And often it would refer back to the same financial literacy test and say it was like a five question financial literacy test that I think may have been used in the States and even New Zealand to be able to measure and calculate how um, people's level of financial literacy essentially. And there was always a question in this test, which I'm going to read out. And so, yes, I'm going to start this episode with a bit of a test, but it's just a question. You just can think about it. It's only you in the car or on your walk or wherever you are. Don't worry about getting it right or getting it wrong. Who cares? Just think about what your answer might be and go with your first answer. And it'll just be interesting to see how quickly off the bat this is something you feel you can understand. And if not, well, luckily you've got a whole episode ahead of you where we're going to go all the way into it. So this is the question. Are you ready? Suppose you have $100 in a savings account and the interest rate was 2% per year. After five years, how much do you think you would have had in the account if you left the money to grow? So you've got $100 in a savings account. The interest rate was 2% per year. After five years, how much do you think you would have had in the account if you had just left the money to grow? Answer A is less than $102. Answer B is exactly $102. And answer C is more than $102. Have you thought of your answer? I'll, I'll give you some time. Or skip back 30 seconds to listen. The answer is C more than $102 and that is because the key part in this answer or in this question sorry is that after five years we're told the interest rate is 2% per year that means every single year 2% gets added onto our original balance which was $100. 2% of $100 is $2 so after the first year we have $102. So even just from that point, you can kind of estimate that after five years, you would have more than $102. But anyway, the point of me starting off with that question is that often when people do this financial literacy test, they struggle with this. And compound interest and the compounding effect is a concept that you don't actually have to know the math for. The math isn't the important part. The important part is understanding what happens with compound interest over time. And that is that your money grows on top of what you had put in initially so you don't even have to be putting in any extra money for your money to continue to grow over time and that's what where the power of compounding really is so there's two kind of concepts here that we're going to be going into one is compound interest and the other is compound investing both work pretty much exactly the same We can sum them both up by calling the interest amount or the amount you you get from investing your return. And your return is like a gift. It's a gift for saving. It's a gift for investing. Don't get me wrong, there is associated risk with the investing one more than the putting your money in a bank account and earning interest side of things. But it is either way, whether you're putting your money in a bank account and earning interest or investing and your money is increasing in value, you're selling those shares, realizing that gain or you're earning dividends, that is a return. Compound investing is going to be an area I want to focus on where many of those benefits are found, especially when inflation is high, as it tends to be at the moment. But it's also really important to understand the concept of compounding interest in our bank accounts so that we can make sure we're optimizing the cash we have in the bank and when I say cash I mean 
the readily available money that's sitting in the bank, not something that we have to take out of investments in order to use. So let's define what compound interest actually is in simple terms. We're starting with compound interest. So this is the return you earn on money you put in the bank. Compound interest can be defined as interest on interest. Commonly, that's how it's defined. It's interest on interest on interest. And I remember when I first had this explanation given to me I was like what and then I was given the math and I was like okay that kind of makes a little bit more sense still didn't really get it and it just seems to be one of those concepts that over time you understand more so I'm not expecting you to listen to this and just get it straight away I'm just expecting you to listen to this and have a little bit more context added to your current understanding that maybe one day someone else is explaining it to you and you're like oh yeah yeah that makes sense because I remember hearing this definition and now I'm hearing this definition and I now understand compounding interest, but I'm going to give it a go anyway, and hopefully we can get to a point where you feel confident in knowing why this is a beneficial concept for anyone wanting to grow their money long term and build wealth. So interest on interest on interest. What this means is it's basically money you earn for saving your money, and the compounding part of that comes in when you're earning money on top of the money you've saved and the interest you've already earned before that. If I put $100 in the bank and I earn 2% in interest every single year, that means after the first year I have $102. The next year when my interest is calculated, you might think, okay, you're earning 2%, so that's another $2 and you get $104. Almost right. But the thing is, now you're earning not only 2% on the $100 you had initially, you're now earning 2% on $102. So this is the money you put in plus the interest you earn. 2% on top of $102 gives me $104.04. So in the second year, I'm actually earning $2.04 as opposed to the $2 I earned in the first year. You might think, how insignificant, an extra four cents. Well, this is the power of compounding, is that over time, for doing essentially nothing, you are earning small, incremental, increased amounts of money. And maybe after the first, the fifth, the sixth, seventh, maybe even the tenth year, you're not really noticing anything too monumental. But when you're comparing the first year to the twentieth, that's when you'll notice the huge effect that this is having. So as I said, it's not massively important that you know the math, but it is important you understand why the concept is relevant and why it's helpful to you. The more you invest or the more you save, the more you are rewarded. You're rewarded anyway just for saving or for investing through interest or your or your return. But the more you continue to do this consistently and contribute, the more you'll earn on top of what you've already put in. Compound interest has been described by Albert Einstein as the eighth wonder of the world. This most likely isn't even real. How many Albert Einstein quotes are there out there? Like I just, would he have even described it as the eighth wonder of the world? I don't know. I often wonder how many of these quotes are even real. But let's just say Albert Einstein described it as the eighth wonder of the world. And my take on why he described it this way, to most people it might be slightly mysterious, but it still exists. It's still real. It's fascinating. It's helpful. It's wonderful. But guess what? That wonder doesn't always mean that it's positive. Compounding the compounding concept can have both a negative and a positive impact, and I'm going to tell you how. The concept of compound interest, as we've spoken about, is relevant when it comes to your savings and when it comes to your investing. 
but it's also relevant when it comes to your loans and your credit cards because you still earn interest on those often too, right? And it's the same interest. Savers are rewarded by being paid interest. Spenders are penalised in a way by spending as they have to pay fees on that spending, which comes in the form of interest. And I think often what people aren't told either is like how this works from a bank point of view. So the bank is a business, like any other business. And how the bank works is that they will essentially be paying the savers to use their money to loan out to other people. And the cost of that loan to those other people is the interest. And that's where the bank is making their money. Or some of it anyway. You can imagine it as there are three people involved in this situation. The spender who needs the loan, the bank in the middle, and us on the other side as the saver. We have the cash. We want to protect it in a bank. We want to earn interest. Here you go, bank. You can have my money and loan it out to the person that needs it, charge them a fee and make some money in between. But I still get my interest. And that's essentially how it works. But if you're a spender with a loan and a credit card on the other side of that, you can get caught in that cycle of having to pay fees in the form of interest over time. And that interest can compound and get bigger and bigger and bigger and more overwhelming until you're struggling to pay it back. And that is why people so often talk about living below your means because then you're not getting caught in this cycle and this trap of living outside of what is actually currently available financially to you. So compounding is positive and negative. It can have either impact and it's just a concept you want to be aware of so that you can actually use it to your own advantage. The next important part of compounding is the power of an early start. We've all heard this quote, or I'm going to assume that many of us have heard this quote. It's a common investing quote that says, the best time to start was yesterday, but the second best time to start is today. All this is saying is that the earlier you start investing, the better off you are. But don't be rushed out of emotion in comparison either. Financial foundations come first. And I did an episode on this uh, recently, I'll link it down below, where investing and the power of compounding interest, I suppose, is an optimization on an already effective financial routine, financial plan, financial system for yourself. Yes, the best time to start was yesterday yesterday, and the second best time to start is today. But if you don't feel confident or sure of what you're doing, don't feel like you need to rush into making quick financial decisions. This is where people act out of FOMO and they make mistakes. They end up having to spend time and money fixing later on. And that's more talking about investing in general, um, not necessarily you know, getting, using the right bank account to earn interest or optimizing your accounts that way. But I do think it's important to say that because often so many people rush to get into investing because the best time to start was yesterday um, and make decisions that may not have been the best for them. But at the same time, I do think just starting even with a small amount and investing is a good way to have that personal buy-in and to start to learn. But anyway, back to the concept of compounding interest where the better time to know about it was yesterday, but the second best time to know about it is today. Saving early and starting early is always going to benefit you, especially when it comes to compounding interest. This is because the earlier you start, the more you can ultimately invest and the more time you have for that compounding effect to take place. If I started saving for retirement at 50, I'm going to have a much different result to someone who started saving and investing for retirement at 26. And there are many, many common examples out there of the power of compounding for someone who starts 10 years earlier than the other and uses consistent amounts 
of money over time rather than big lump sums. So take advantage of your time to maximize your returns. It doesn't even matter if it's $5 a month. Something is better than nothing in order to start taking advantage of that compounding concept so much earlier in your life. Using compound interest in everyday life can be helpful, for example, using it in our bank accounts. So you can have like a simple saver bank account where you earn no interest. It's just a place to keep your money. You can also open bank accounts that earn interest. And there are all sorts of different accounts uh, where you can earn interest and that have different kind of rules and regulations around them. I did an episode on this on different types of savings accounts. I'll link it down below as well. But these can be really helpful for short term goals. Goals where you need to kind of keep that money in cash. You also don't want it to be sitting there and losing its value over time. So definitely refer back to the episode if you want to know all the different types of accounts you can put your money in. One type of account I didn't actually go into that I missed was a cash fund. Cash funds are an alternative to term deposits or high interest savings accounts that we went into in this episode. A cash fund is essentially a portfolio of cash or cash equivalent assets managed by a fund manager so more similar to like an investing fund that you would put your money into where instead of having all of your money in one you know account or one fund in one bank it'll be spread across different ones these can also have a pretty high rate of return in comparison to things like a term deposit or a high interest savings account but because it does have that kind of fund style to it the rate of return is not fixed, it can go up and down, which might be different to a term deposit with your bank. So it's just about working out what option is going to work for you. And I'd recommend listening to that episode I did, then doing a bit of research on the different types of funds and working out which account is going to be best to optimize the money you already have and optimize your existing financial system. One helpful concept that is kind of good and easy to understand in order to estimate how long it might take for an investment to double based on the compounding effect is called the rule of 72. So how the rule of 72 works is that it gives you this approximate time required for your money to grow and the formula is like this. If you have invested $10,000 and you want to know how long it's going to take you to get to $20,000, the rule of 72 means you take the number 72 and divide it by the annual rate of return. So if I've invested $10,000 and I might have an annual rate of return on average of 8%, I would go 72 divided by 8 equals 9 years. So that means that with an 8% annual return, my investment is estimated to double in value approximately every 9 years. And although this isn't always going to be accurate, it kind of helps give you just a real-time example of when of how long it's going to take to double your money and how long you can expect to have certain amounts of money. And then you can just sort of double that or like times it by however many lots of nine years you have to retirement and see how much you could have in retirement with the amount you're investing now. And that can indicate maybe you need to increase that or decrease that depending. So the rule of 72 is just a quick way to understand how that compounding concept will help get you to your goals. So I hope we're starting to understand how this compounding concept can be used both in high interest earning savings accounts with our bank or some other financial institution or while we're investing. It's just a rate of return and how is that rate of return benefiting us and which way are we using or getting that rate of return. I have many other episodes on setting up a fight an investing portfolio as well, what diversification is, the importance of that, reducing risk, how much risk you can handle, what indicates your risk tolerance, 
working out your goals, which are all important parts of developing a really strong, stable um, investment portfolio that matches your goals. And as I said, compound interest is a long-term strategy. It takes time, but it's also much more guaranteed than any other get-rich-quick scheme you come across. It's one of those ways that you can help your future self out so much with such little input. Like you, it doesn't, it's not about how much you're investing, it's about how often you're doing it and when you started. Consistent contributions to your retirement, to long-term goals, can create substantial little big nest eggs in the long term. To me, investing consistently or saving consistently is going to be saving or investing lump sums every single time, not only just because of the compounding effect and starting early, but also because of the habits you build. This can be summed up in a technique called dollar cost averaging, which is something you can do with your savings accounts, with your investing, with your personal development, with learning any new skill, the piano, training for a sport. Dollar cost averaging is a concept you can use in life generally. It's investing the same amount consistently over a time period. So for me, investing $5 a month, every month until I retire. It's spending five minutes reading every day until I die. (laughs) It's spending 10 minutes running every day until my half marathon. It's doing a little bit consistently to reach a certain goal. That's what dollar cost averaging is and you can use it in so many areas of your life. So I hope that's clarified the compounding effect a little bit more, what it is, why it matters, how it can be beneficial to you and how it's not only a financial concept but also a personal development concept, a life concept, uh, getting 1% better every single day, that is the same with our money as well and financial wellness is just one little branch under the tree of overall holistic wellness and I encourage you to continue to work on yourself, take breadcrumbs from all perspectives. Uh, all experiences and put that towards being a little bit better every single day. If you have any other questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. Leave a comment down below on Spotify. If you are listening there, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Just chat to me if you yeah have any other thoughts or concerns. More than happy to answer those always. Looking forward to chatting to you on the next episode. Many more interviews coming soon and I cannot wait to share them with you. Have the best week, everyone. We'll chat soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there.